Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Backheeled Show. My name is Joe Lowry, and on today's episode, we're talking all about the USMNT. I'm out here in California for January camp, and I told myself, this is going to be the year I stay calm. I don't get excited. They're not going to get me this year. The World Cup is, is a few years away now. It's not an official FIFA window. There's no manager in charge of this team right now. They're in limbo. They're in flux. And yet, here I am, excited for January camp. I think I might need some help. I don't know where I'm at right now. But either way, I'm in California covering this January camp here for Backheeled. We'll have more episodes about the USMNT and more coverage of the USMNT over on Backheeled.com. I've got to admit, there are some fun names and some personalities in this group. 13 players in the 24-man squad are uncapped. 11 are in their first ever U.S. senior team camp. Eight could be at the Olympics next year based off of age. On today's episode, I figured I would talk about this USMNT January camp, but in a fun way. So I figured I'd make some predictions. Everybody loves predictions, right? So I've got five of them. You can also read more about them over on Backheel.com. But I'm going to drop five predictions here on this episode of the Backheeled Show. And we're going to do it in near rapid fire fashion. Because here at Backheeled, we believe that just because soccer games are 90 minutes long doesn't mean that soccer podcasts have to be. So let's get to it and talk predictions okay so my first prediction for the usmnt is that two players on this january camp roster will be getting a move in this transfer window look without any idea of who the us's next manager is going to be and without one really in the team right now This camp has pretty much zero value when it comes to the tactical side or really to getting groups and personalities to gel. It just doesn't matter for those things so much. But this camp could be a place for players who are in bad club situations or players who don't have a club, looking at you, Alan Senora, to figure out a way to get themselves to their next stop. Maybe Jonathan Gomez wants a loan move away from Real Sociedad so he can play. Maybe John Tolkien is ready to take that next step. Maybe Alan Senora wants to get signed by a team in Major League Soccer. And they need a little bit more convincing. Maybe it's Matthew Hoppy or Manuel Sabi or Kate Cowell or Gaga Sonina. All of those players that I just mentioned could conceivably be looking for a move, either a permanent transfer or a loan move or just to sign for a club sooner rather than later. So I'm banking on two players moving. I think Senora will move by the end of this window or at least before the MLS season starts. I think he's going to be one of those two. Who the other is, I don't know. It really could be any of those players I mentioned. It could be none of those players. But I think two USMNT players will move, at least in part, thanks to January camp. My second USMNT prediction is that Brandon Vasquez is going to score either Wednesday against Serbia or on Saturday against Colombia. I'll admit, I've got Brandon Vasquez stock. He scored 18 goals last year, had 14.9 non-penalty expected goals for FC Cincinnati, according to FB Ref. Teams want him, right? Chivas have made an offer for him. He is a really highly valued player right now in the American soccer sphere. I think he's a really good striker. I think he can help the U.S. in this cycle if he's given an opportunity to really bet in with this team. And so far, it seems like he's going to be a part of this team going forward. It doesn't seem like Mexico have made any real play for him. It looks like he's going to be in the U.S. camp going forward. I want to see how Brandon Vasquez plays. I want to see how he does in a single striker setup. I asked him that on Monday. You know, you play with two strikers and a 10 behind you with FC Cincinnati. 
will things be different? Do they feel different so far with the U.S. men's national team? And he said, no, I played as a single striker before. I basically, I know what I'm doing. That's a hard paraphrase there. You can read that full quote on backheel.com, but he seems confident in his ability to bet in with this team. I think he can be a difference maker. I think Brandon Vasquez is going to get a goal in this window, either against Serbia or Colombia. My third prediction for the USMNT surrounding this January camp is all about Julian Gressel. It's really a forward-looking prediction, less about January and more about March. That's the U.S.'s next set of competitive games. They'll be in the CONCACAF Nations League. I think Julian Gressel is going to be back in March, and I really think there's a chance he ends up with the U.S. throughout this entire cycle. Now, he's 29. He's not young. He plays on the right side, especially at right back or right wing back. That's a spot that the U.S. already has some depth. But is there good depth there? That's my question. Serginho Dest is a star. Just Galley does a lot of good stuff, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of him with the U.S. going forward. And then it's it's DeAndre Yedlin who brings leadership, but I don't think brings much on the field. It's Shaq Moore, who maybe doesn't bring either of those things. I question the U.S.'s talent in the fullback spots outside of Jada Robinson on the left, Est, and Scally. I don't question Julian Gressel. He's been one of the best players in his position on this side of the Atlantic for years now, ever since he burst onto the scene with Atlanta United in Major League Soccer. He was in the 90th percentile or higher in non-penalty XG, expected assisted goals, shot-creating actions, and progressive passes per 90 minutes among outside backs in MLS last year. His right foot is phenomenal. He does so many things that I really, really love. I don't think, at 29 and with all those caveats that I already tossed out, I don't think at this point that Gressel is going to be a regular starter for the U.S. in this cycle. I think that ship has sailed but I do think he could provide some real value for the U.S. in a utility role where he plays right back or right wing back or maybe even right wing, maybe even central midfield. He played that back in, in his Atlanta United days sometimes under Tata Martino. He could be the U.S.'s utility guy. I'll go wherever I'm needed. He could be that player for the U.S. in this cycle. And I think as a 25th or 26th man in a World Cup squad, that brings a lot of value. So if he shows well in training, Julian Gressel this week, I think he'll be back in March for the United States' next set of CONCACAF Nations League games. And let's not forget, that's the first chance that Anthony Hudson or whoever is leading this team will have to call in every available player because it's a FIFA official FIFA window. We'll see what that looks like, but I have big expectations for Julian Gressel going forward. My fourth prediction on this episode is that we're going to like Alejandro Zendejas and Alan Sonora. I mentioned Sonora earlier. We're not talking about superstars or maybe even starters with these two when the full team is in camp together, but Zendejas and Senora look like really useful depth options to me. So Senora is currently without a club. He last played for Independiente in Argentina. He's 24, energetic, left-footed central midfielder. He's a solid connector, clean in tight spots, happy to get forward. I think he brings value in central midfield as sort of an all-action somewhat creative kind of player. And and really, this is a spot where the U.S. is weak. Eric Williamson could shine here. Paxton Pomichol could shine here. Paxton Aronson could shine here. Alan Senora could shine here. I'm not sure which one it's going to be, but Senora looks good on film to me. I think he could bring a lot to this U.S. team and really establish himself somewhere behind Eunice Musa and Weston McKinney in the U.S.'s number eight depth chart. So that's one player I have my eyes on that I think folks will like. And then Zendejas is another, also 24 years old, plays for Club America and Liga Mekis. Loves his left foot, moves really fluidly, likes to dribble at players, can draw fouls, can score goals. I'm not totally sure that the end product is there every single game for Zendejas right now, but 
He is a desired player. Mexico want him. The U.S. want him. And when you watch him play, you can see why. I'm not sure how much we're going to see Zendejas on Wednesday before he flies back to Club America. I think whatever glimpse we get at him on the field against Serbia, Twitter and I think USMNT fans are going to fall in love very quickly because he is a skillful winger and really the U.S. could use more of those. We're going to see Twitter buzzing about Zendejas and Senora after this set of games. I'm going to toss out my fifth prediction right now just quickly because it's a simple one. John Tolkien, young left back for the New York Red Bulls. I think he's going to debut another hairstyle. He's rocked the mullet before. He's rocked the buzz cut. I think John Tolkien has another hairstyle in his arsenal. I don't know when we're going to see it, but there is length there. There is potential to do something fun. As someone who's currently growing his hair out right now, you know, I, I can see that there's a lot of different opportunities for John Tolkien on the hair front. Uh, you know what? Just just get ready. Just get ready for it, people. we got to prepare ourselves. That's my fifth prediction. John Tolkien going to have yet another hairstyle. That's it for this episode of the Backheeled Show. If you enjoyed, go ahead and scroll up or down here in the Backheeled Show feed. We've got new episodes coming out every single week. And go check out Backheeled.com. You can subscribe and enjoy our coverage over there as well. For now, that's all we've got. We'll talk to you again very soon. 